Hey guys, it's Razi. I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. We're finally here. We're finally connected. We're finally getting to talk together. And I, before we dive in and talk about the new music, I really want to know about your evolution since Space EP to now, uh, just because that EP was not only your first EP, but there was so many great experiences in there from, from writing sessions with Kendrick, Adam Levine, James Valentine, Rabel. Like there's so many artists that you got to work with early on in your career. And like, I'm curious, like how that's kind of helped you become who you are today as an artist. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm so grateful for all those experiences. Obviously it's an honor to get to work with legends like that and learn from them. Um, I think maybe the big, I mean, if I'm being really honest, I think um, I maybe wasn't completely ready for those experiences yet. I was really green. Nobody in my family <laughs> is an artist. Nobody understood anything about how it worked. And I kind of got like swooped up just and from school as a teenager when Adam heard me, Adam Levine heard me sing. And it was this unbelievably exciting whirlwind experience that again, I'm super grateful for, but I, but it definitely, I don't think I really knew who I was as an artist yet, you know? So um, it was kind of this like fairy tale like experience. And then frankly, I would say finding my voice and finding my sound happened more in the aftermath of all that, you know, and kind of being in a position where I then have to really connect to myself and find out what I want to say and what kind of music I want to make. Um, and that's, that's what's led, led me to here your voice has has grown so much and you know now I understand why like I didn't realize you were green I thought you were just like every other artist that has been working for years and years and then the opportunity finally happened but yeah I mean with with your new single and your new music today like you your voice has just gotten even better than it was before so that process for you of of kind of learning your voice learning how to take care of it learning how to use it Mm -hmm. uh what was that like for you? Um, well, like my literal singing voice, I guess I'm just obsessed with singing. (laughs) So I like mimic singers all the time. Like I would just learn Aretha Franklin albums, note for note, or I, you know, learn Ariana Grande albums. Like I'm just obsessed with singing. So I love to practice. I still practice. I still take lessons. That's, that's just like, a, uh, it's almost like being an athlete. I think it's just like staying in shape and constantly trying to improve my like voice, like my emotional voice, um, my songwriting voice, I think came from really committing to finding it. If that makes sense. Like I just, I spent like a good year just writing songs and, um, like every day and, uh, and also like really committing to like having life experiences. Like I've, I've been so ambitious my whole life. I always knew what I wanted to be that I maybe didn't really let myself live in the way to like get my heart broken and like make new friends and just kind of get out of my comfort zone. Um, and I think I got better at like living, which sounds silly, but I actually needed to make an effort to do that. And, and then writing about it every single day. Hence why I write the most personal songs ever. Um, I just, I just live my life and then make, and then use it (laughs) to write songs. And I think that helps me identify the, what I, how I sound like when I speak and what I say and what my, what words I use and all that stuff just from doing it. I love that you're so personal with your music. Uh, you're very vulnerable and, uh, you know, this, this new single flow, it's, 
it's it's another another state of vulnerability. Um, so that writing process for you, like, do you feel like it's easy for you to open up like this to your audience, or do you feel like it, at times you find yourself kind of taking a step back and like trying to figure out if you should or should not release certain lyrics or certain songs? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I have this mantra. My motto basically is if I'm embarrassed to put it in the song, I'm on the right track. That's like my whole thing. But it always bites me in the ass in the end because I will write these, like you're saying, these really personal songs. And then I'll put them out and I'll be like, why did I do that? (laughs) Because um, I'm actually surprised. I even, I even surprises myself that I can be really shy sometimes and it's not really in my nature to be that forthcoming with everything in my life. It is really how I process um, my own emotions, you know? Um, So I'll write the song. I kind of have to trick myself and write the song as if no one's ever going to see it. And then, um, and then just deal with it when it comes out. (laughs) So talk to me a little bit more about uh, this new single flow and like what really kickstarted that writing process for you? So I wrote flow um, in like the depths of my good friend, Eric Leva. We wrote it on zoom. Um, And once again, it's a super personal song. I wrote it about my boyfriend um, and we were like, (laughs) we were like really teenagey in, in love. And because we met right before, and then we were trapped in a house together forever. And it almost just felt like, and we were, we were both used to traveling and we're both kind of busy people. And it was like, we were both just in this house. And we just, I, at least for me, I felt like a kid. Like it was like, we were like teenagers just making out on the lawn all day. And it was really fun. And it kind of, um, I had this feeling of like, oh my God, like it's this teenage feeling. But if I'd actually had this relationship as a teenager, I wouldn't have been able to handle it because I would have needed to go out and learn all the hard lessons you have to learn. You know, you, I, I personally think heartbreak is one of the greatest things that could happen to anybody. And I was, I was feeling this like gratitude that I hadn't met Alex until I met him, which is kind of the opposite of what a lot of songs or way people talk about it. But for me, I was like, thank God I had this life experience and all these ups and downs before I met him because I wasn't ready for it. And, and I felt ready for it, if that makes sense. Um, so I wrote, it was the first song I ever wrote on zoom actually. And then, um, Alex, my boyfriend played guitar and bass on it. And, um, yeah, it was the first single from the second half of my album that BMG put out. And I'm really proud of it. I love that song so much. I think I really said what I meant to say. (laughs) I really captured our relationship. That's true. People talk about like, right person wrong time but nobody really talks about right person right time and that's incredible that you kind of did that with the song uh i also love how you kind of played with the title at the same time (laughs) Uh, yes that's this is what happened i wrote the song flow and i don't use that word that much but that was the title i wanted for whatever reason and then like a month later it hit me that the word flow spelled backwards is wolf and my boyfriend's last name is Wolf with two Fs. So I added the extra F just because I thought that was too weird. I was like, that's so crazy. The song is so blatantly about you and it's your name in reverse. So I added the extra extra F. I don't know if people are really picking up on that or not, but I think it's fun. <laughs> but isn't it, isn't it amazing though? Like music just happens. Like you, your heart speaks, you have to listen. Like that's basically yeah. what it is. And mm-hmm. it feels like this is what happened with this song. It's like this experience was like trying to come out and be heard in a different kind of waveform. Yes. Um, and that's exactly what you did. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
it was it was meant to be his name it was meant to be wolf <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your vocal ranges on this track uh, just because like i mentioned earlier your voice has evolved and has gotten even more incredible than it was in the past so uh what did you do differently vocally this time around and where do you feel like you challenged your you got challenged during the, the yeah. singing process um i mean here's the truth I recorded that song at my house on my like at home little mic setup. It was probably the first song I ever did that with. I had really bad allergies. And so I can kind of hear it. I'm a little like stuffy. I can kind of hear it on the track. And then we tried re-recording it like multiple times. I went to, I went into like official studios and re-recorded it. I went to my friend Eric's house who I wrote it with and we tried re-recording it. And it just never was as good. This happens to me a lot. The vocal just never worked for me the way the original did. Something about the vulnerability of my voice in the moment. Cause it's, I was feeling that way in the moment. And however many months later, when I went to record it, it's not that I wasn't feeling that way, but I just was in a different place. Our relationship was in a different place. You know, it's just like, it just doesn't capture the same thing. So I ended up using the original vocal. I also find that sometimes if I know a song too well, I'll like over sing it. I'll like really like overdo it. And I just don't like that. I kind of like that. I'm a little hesitant with the melodies because I had just written them and I want to make sure I rem was remembering them correctly. There's something about that, that I feel like always feels more human. And to me, the only point of art is to express like humanity. So I want it to sound super raw and personal. Um, so yeah, it is actually a very hard song to sing. I do that to myself by accident all the time. The pre-chorus is the hardest, the T names thing, like saying in tune without melody and rhythm is super hard. Um, but that's okay. I like the challenge. <laughs> but you also, I feel like you challenge yourself too with the cadence. I feel like it's, it's, and, and you're right. It is a hard song to sing. I can't yeah. try and sing it myself and feel comfortable about it. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Yeah, it's, it is. Um, when I'm writing, I don't think about that. I just think what's the best melody for this moment? What's the most interesting rhythm for this moment? I don't ever think about singing it. And my voice teacher will make fun of me. He'll be like, why did you do that to yourself? I'm like, I yeah. don't know. It's cool. The melody's cool. I don't know what to tell you. So, yeah. So when you came into this uh, initially in the writing process, did you, did you, you know, were you mumbling it? Like, what were you, no, how so did you I, come I, up with? Yeah, I write all my songs lyrics first. I, I write poems. So every morning when I'm being good and I'm on my shit, I, I'm sorry, if I, can I swear on this? No, I you're good. Already. You're okay. good. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Um, every morning when I'm doing what I should be doing, I go to a cafe, I get caffeinated and I write poems. And sometimes it starts from a journal entry. But the reason I started do that, doing that actually to our earlier discussion was... I'm kind of shy and I write these really personal songs. And so I started to notice if I go into a room and I don't already have it written, I'm not going to say it. Like I'll get too nervous. I'll be like, it feels too personal. I don't want to talk about what I'm feeling. And so I, I actually started doing it just as like a coping mechanism because I, I knew I had good ideas, but I would not say them because I was nervous. And so I just start, I wrote, I write lyrics by myself now. Um, and I'll bring them in. I love to co-write. I almost always co-write because I just have so many amazing, talented friends who have ideas that I don't have. And I love the way that we bounce off each other. Um, so I wrote this poem and I read it aloud to my friend, Eric. And then we kind of, I don't remember exactly if the words are, sometimes the poems stay verbatim. Sometimes they change drastically. I don't really remember with this one. I think it is pretty true to what I wrote. Um, 
And then we kind of just like start, he pulls out the guitar and we just start kind of like riffing off using the poem as like a guide. And we just start like kind of singing melodies at each other until we like them basically. Now is this song like a, like a taste of what this upcoming Barry EP is going to be, or is this like a small, like piece? Yes. I mean, I would say, so this Barry EP it's very confusing. I was adamant that I put out a full length album. My label was like, okay, no one cares about albums. We should definitely do two EPs. So the way it worked is I put out the first half last year and we're putting out the second half this year. <laughs> and then it will we'll end up making it a deluxe album and it'll all be one album. That's That was just my creative vision and I've just been super annoying about it. And so that's what we're doing. Um, but um, so I would say yes, but if you've heard him for tomorrow, which is the first half of the record, there's plenty of shades of the second half there as well. It's all, it all really is one thing. Um, so, you know, they're not all acoustic flow is an acoustic song, which is one of my favorite kind of songs. I mean, my, I, I'm so validated that my most popular song is a song called Joshua tree. That's just me and guitar. And it, um, it's so awesome that people like that. Cause I love as a singer and a songwriter, I'm like, yes, just listen to me. I love this. Um, so I, I think flow and there's another song, that's also just acoustic on the second half, but there's also a lot of like really fun songs. I have a feature with Nile Rogers, the legendary Nile Rogers, and that song really bumps. It's not acoustic. That's, that's going to be our next single. So um, what is definitely true to the whole EP and the whole album is the personalness of it. I mean, it's just, I, I don't ever need to write a journal entry again because I, every song, I mean, my great grandkids will know exactly what was up in my life because my songs are so personal. So that will um that will be consistent probably forever but definitely on this project i find it ironic that you say that you're shy but you really prefer no. your acoustic songs over like your more i know i i actually i mean people are always like you are not shy rosie and i'm telling you I, you don't know it until you're really close with me because alex my boyfriend will take me somewhere and he'll be like what are you okay and i'll just be dead silent not saying anything i just i think it um if I'm being honest, I think it comes from my, I'm kind of, I like to be in control and I, a, a random interaction, I can't control that. So I just clam up and I get nervous. Um, but the truth is once the song comes out, I forget what I, I, it's like I said, it's, I captured this moment in time and then I stopped thinking about it like that. And it's only the night before it comes out that I really have a panic attack about what I'm about to share. <laughs> That makes complete sense with what you mentioned earlier about you have to write your lyrics first before you kind of release them. Um, mm -hmm. And and that feeling of having to be in control because now you're you're reading it off of what you wrote as opposed to your mind yes. controlling what, you're, what exactly. your voice is actually going to say. I'll just text it. I'll just text yeah. them the poem and I won't look at them while they read it. <laughs> <laughs> now back to this collaboration with Nile Rogers. How did this happen for you? Um, and what was that experience like for you? Yeah. Um, so my manager just reached out to him and sent him a song that I wanted him to play on. And he was down. And then we just kind of made a friendship over the phone. I've never met him in person. So we've just been friends on the phone. And he originally was going to do a different song. It wasn't exactly right. So I had him do this song called Consequences. And he just, I remember he called me. He's like, Ross, I played the like, you know, the straight up kind of like melodic line. 
He's like, but what do we think about a crazy solo at the end? And I was like, yes. Are you kidding me? I have Niall Rogers on the track, like shred, please. So he does this like unbelievable, like wailing guitar solo at the end, which I just love so much. Cause I'm such a, I, I love music, you know, like I, I don't just love, um, like just, I don't just love pop music. I'm, I'm, I'm I love music. Like I love, I'm sorry. Pop music is music, but you know what I'm trying to say? I love musicians is really what I should say. And so having like a big guitar solo is just like a dream, let alone from Nile Rogers. So yeah, I think it's going to be cool. It's kind of like a, Prince, a Princey vibe, this song. So I think, I think people will like it. Well, Prince meets a little bit of a Haim vibe um, with, with again, very personal lyrics. So. So I, I'm expecting that you're going to challenge your vocal ranges even more on this track. Yes. This one is um, it's fast and tons of words so it's just rhythmically kind of a challenge and the range just is tough but it's it's fun i i don't often do the most fun songs and i think this one's super fun so i'm excited about that yeah well Rosie, thank you so much for for taking the time to talk to me i'm, I'm super excited that uh, we finally got to do this but i'm super excited that more music is coming Yes. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. Great to finally make it happen. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.